Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. All right, coming to the stage, yeah. it's Amber. Filled with all the latest scratch and sniff ideas. Welcome to World Class Championship Wrestling from the world famed Sportatorium here in downtown Dallas, Texas. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me. And we're back. We're back. Can you hear me? Episode six. Six. And I'm Gustav Monteblanc. I'm Ty Webb. And I am Heavy Longmire. And you can find me at Real Gustav on Twitter. You can find me at Muzzy74. That's M-Z-Z-Y. Seven four. And why isn't there a U in there? Because I forgot to put it in when I signed up the account. <laughs> Moving along. All right. And I am Heavy Longmire. You can find me at Longmire Heavy. And um, we want to thank you for joining us. If you would like to email us, you can reach us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. We certainly welcome your feedback. So we spent the last episode pretty much just answering two emails. Yeah, we got pretty productive. Away. Pretty productive. I thought we did a. I thought we covered a lot of ground with it, and certainly what wandered off as we were wont to do. But uh, it's definitely a good use of our time. Uh, we've got one more email. I'd like to take care of that real quick and say hello to Jay Cranfield. Now you may hey Jay Jay Cranfield from familiar with Jay the uh, prophet. Of Dragon Brag, I like to think of him, you know, trying to bring a little bit of a glimmer of Christianity to the heathens of the Dragon Brag nation. Those guys need that. They certainly do, and so we appreciate Jay's prayers for Mike and Mike. His proselytizing efforts were well done. A voice in the desert, and uh, I hope that like John the Baptist, he's not beheaded machine some days. But so. there's nothing wrong with eating a locust or two. No. And I like honey. I'm a big fan of honey. And I think I have spent a fair amount of time in a uh, loincloth. Just uh, today. Yeah. Not today, but boy, there was a time where the loincloth. <laughs> you did go through a loincloth phase. I had both the leather loincloth and the trade wool loincloth, which turned into be several trade wool loincloths over time. I forgot about those. That, uh, wore those a long time. The leather ones can get a little sweaty. They do, the sweaty balls, and they don't, they fit more like a diaper. I mean, that's kind of the nature of the loincloth. Right, but when you call it a diaper, it, it just, it, it loses all its luster. Ah, you know, the internet has shown me that I'm normal sexually because I'm not into the adult baby. And I want to go on record. That's as, some creepy shit. As saying, fuck the adult babies. That's wrong. Plus, I, I'm getting on my soapbox here. You're really going out on a limb. I'm, I'm, this is, 
way out there. Call him crazy, but he's against adult babies. <laughs> Porn. Well, this this what I'm going to say here may ruffle some feathers. Okay. And I apologize. I don't want to hear anybody say daddy in any sexual situation no, whatsoever. No. I also don't want to hear poppy or anything like that. If it's patriarchal in nature... I do not want to hear it in a sexual context. That, get, that gets creepy. Gagree. So if I hear any porn that's got daddy in it, I'm out. Almost no. as fast as if I saw an uncut dick, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Those two go in the same category. You can save your daddies and your uncut dicks for someone else because I'm not interested. Ship that shit to Europe because we ain't having it in the good old USA. No, save that for the Czech Republic. That's the Archie Bunker moment of the night right Thank there. Thank you. We'll let you get after the Russians in a little bit. There you go. <laughs> so, Jay says greetings. Sorry, Jay, to uh, kind of derail us there. But that had to be said. <laughs> I bet you didn't think your email <laughs> response was going to include uncut dicks. Maybe he did, because if I'm right on the new uh, podcast that Jay is trying to get started tell me where to turn, there was an awful lot of unexpected dick talk from what I was expecting when I started. Well, I mean, given the religious context, you would think circumcision would be on the table. There was more uh, talk about erotic cakes and then um, the talk about that guy at the combine whose dick popped out. Oh, yeah, I saw that video. I mean, I heard about it. Right. Well, (laughs) Jay apparently, like, Went Zapruder film on it. Oh, well. So, back, uh, back and to the, to left. the left. Back to the left. Back and to the left. Anyway, so, Jay, we did listen. So, there you go. Uh, be careful what you put out there. Still trying to ascertain where exactly in the 903 you all grew up. I wish we knew. If you spent any substantial summer times in the 80s or 90s at the Hunt County Fair, we did mention Hunt County last week. Yeah, true. Or the Grayson County Speedway. We have certainly crossed paths in what is now basically a former line. Love the pod. Keep up the good work, Jay. Man, how many empty boxes of Salem's were there at the Grayson County Speedway? I'm thinking more basics. Yeah. Yeah. Basic. Yeah. Basic. Maybe some basic lights if they were really uppity. And so Jay uh, had the note sent from my iPhone to market my new podcast. Tell me where to turn. And that is on uh, iTunes, I believe. So check that out if you want to hear Jay talk about erotic cakes. I have driven past the Grayson County Speedway multiple times. In fact, I kind of saw a girl that was out there in that direction for a while. Did you talk to her about Red Dawn? I didn't talk to her about Red Dawn. That was a weird situation. Things got <laughs> real weird. Is As this, they uh, will when you're near the you Grayson County this, Speedway. This is one you don't think you ever... Uh, okay. Yeah, th- no, this is not one you ever... I never met her. Never met her, no. It was a real weird situation. I'd rather not go into that. Let's just say... <laughs> oh, yeah. You really hung that out there. All right, we'll just Gustav to say it was a weird situation. Exactly. That worries me. Well, He's okay. okay talking about adult baby porn, <laughs> but this shit we're not going to get into. Because right. this is weird. So Don't don't go into it. I'll go off the line on this one because this one does get kind of weird. Nothing untoward or anything wrong. It was just a very awkward situation and very... You know, it's weird. He may know Generic. this girl then. He might know this girl. 
So I doubt it. Interesting footnote, as there are so many as always. This thing, weird stuff happened around college age. Don't see the girl for years and years. And then one day I see her uh, there around town. She'd cut, moved back to town, and kid was going to the same school. And it was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Now, babe. So you've driven – you know, and me and Gustav actually talked about this last year. We were going to make a field trip. Because there's so many places that we feel like, you know, you need to make these stops along yeah. the way. You need to go to a trades day or this here or the Apache Theater or, you know. You need to pay homage Gustav, to the Denison Dam. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Gustav had talked about making a field trip to the Grayson County Speedway because neither one of us had ever been. Now, I, and we figured it would be worth the price of admission not to watch the race. But just as much to people watch, and we love people watching. We do love people. Pe- it's a sport. Pe- it's a sport. Damn it, you beat me. <laughs> yes, yes, I uh, do. I have never been to the Hunt County Fair. Now I have been to Hunt County many times. Um, I don't like Hunt County. I'll go on record. Adult babies, Hunt County. I'm out. That's Greenville, right? That's Greenville. Yeah. Okay. No good comes from Greenville. Yeah. Do you remember the sign that used to be posted at Boy Greenville? do I ever. Is is Commerce Hunt County? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sulphur Springs is Hopkins. Yeah, it's, I think yeah, I believe it, so. It's not Hunt County, so yeah. yeah. Okay. I get fuzzy when I start getting into my border areas over there. See, I get those counties cuz they're not good shaped. Oh, they're awful. No, well, Hunt's a rectangle, isn't it? Or is it in one of those funky ones? Shit, <laughs> we both look at Ty, and his that's eyes what, just start going left to right. I mean, I, I've, uh, I haven't mapped out the Hunt County border in at least a week or two. Okay. You didn't All get right. your map colors out? <laughs> no. No. I, okay. All right. I gave up map colors for Lent, Jay. Hey, thanks for the email, Jay. Have you seen... Adult coloring books. Yes, I have one. Yeah, and they're quite soothing. Pussies. So, tell us about this phenomenon because a couple of episodes ago you said things that a nine a guy from the nine hundred three would be ashamed. Nine hundred three shame. And if there is anything that would be nine hundred three shame, it's I own an adult coloring book. But would it make it acceptable if it's a pornographic? Adult coloring book. Well, that would certainly uh, ease it. Would and it you be... and your partner are coloring in it naked. <laughs> Is it connect the dots too? It's scratch and sniff. Okay. How spare were connect the dots? Oh, man. How great was the snatch and sniff? <laughs> snatch and sniff? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the name of the book I bought. <laughs> Slip of the year. Oh man! <laughs> and like a, a scratch and stiff. I can already tell you what the title of this episode is going to be. <laughs> Snatch and sniff. Oh, uh, that if we wanted to, which I don't know if we want to right now, but that could certainly uh, take us to the off ramp onto the story of a certain strip joint that y'all attended at one point that. Had some problems in the snatch and sniff area. <laughs> well, so 
you have made the claim, which I believe, that you have never been to a strip club. I have never. I've never been to one as a customer. What? (laughs) (laughs) So either you were delivering beer or you were stripping. No, I've never been to a strip club. That's true. Um, We've been to a couple. Some together, some not. Right. Um, I would not say that we were, if you look at our entire lives, I would probably not say, hadn't been that much. Hadn't anyway. been that much. Yeah. Now, because I do not drink, I typically remember a lot more and soak in a lot more details that I right. weave into amusing anecdotes, whereas you might have a few more robust stories. Yeah, which I will not go into. No, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Not, again, nothing illegal. Okay. No, nothing illegal. Nothing Nobody illegal. got hurt. Nobody got hurt. <laughs> it, it really depends on your definition of the word hurt. <laughs> I didn't say nobody was offended. That's usually how it ended. Um, it usually ended with someone being offended and it was not heavy. <laughs> it was not heavy. Oh, I'm sure he was indignant at some point. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. He was irate. But I believe this, this, um, the club that you are referring to was one where I was by myself and they had amateur night and they had a wide range of body types. Sure. And I took it upon myself to give positive encouragement. C-section scars, welcome. <laughs> to every girl, regardless of how bad or how unattractive or she might not have been up on the stage, I was going to make sure she at least got $1. That's nice of you. Well, that backfired on me. Uh-oh. And, um, As being nice often does. I, yeah, it does, but you still got to keep trying, Jay. There was a gal that was, she was large. And like curvy large or large large, she would have been outside my reference range. Okay, and I am a fan of the curvy girl, but this girl was big. She was big, and bless her heart, she was trying. She had to kick off the sh- the high heels because she couldn't dance in them. She put her heart into it. She though. put everything into it, and so I went up there to give her the obligatory dollar. A for effort. Nobody else was. And I I mean, think about that for a second. (laughs) You have, you get the balls to get up there. She had balls? Well, I couldn't tell. Okay. This was was just topless. This was just topless. This was not a uh, all nude place. But you have the balls to get up there and get naked, you know, topless and in a thong or whatever. In front of a bunch of assholes for three songs. Hmm. That's a long I mean, three songs. They weren't late 80s Def Leppard songs. There was some, they were like eight minutes long. There was some Motley Crue, some Def Leppard, um, some really shitty rap songs that I didn't know. Some Tone Loke, which I did appreciate. Anyway, she gets up there. Funky Cole Medina. <laughs> So, I go up to give her the dollar. That rendition was brought to you by two white men. (laughs) And the smell 
of Golden Corral yeast rolls oh, Lord. smacks me in the face. Better than the chocolate fountain. I don't know where the yeast smell came from. Damn. But it was rough. And I, I'm pretty sure I held the dollar out at arm's length and turned my head. <laughs> Which is side. not far. No, I don't have very long <laughs> arms, so I'm not a young Jordan James with his 12-foot wingspan. Soaring like a bald eagle over the strip uh, club. It, it, you know, and she was very appreciative. I imagine. Because I was the one guy to come give her a dollar. That penicillin ain't cheap. And, oh, it, I don't like yeast rolls to begin with, as a general rule. Never well, have. I don't now. But I can't. S- no. Nope. 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 No, thank you. Mm. And there have been a few other times at some very rough places where some odors have been. Yeah. Suspect. Suspect. Now. Musky. Yeah, that's. <laughs> thanks for painting that olfactory picture for yes. us. Yes. Because I'm sure our listeners couldn't fill that right. coloring book in on their own. <laughs> they were still kind of on the fence. Is it, are we talking about a good odor, or is this something foul? Now, tell me if you remember the smell yourself from years gone by. A certain perfume that you would just refer to as stripper smell. Yes. I like that smell. I do, too. So, and I think it's... Because of that reason of us in our early 20s yeah. in strip clubs. So uh, one year I was in uh, Memphis, Tennessee on assignment. And it's getting around Christmas time. And I, in years past, Mrs. Monteblanc had found some stuff at Bath and Body Works that remind she liked the smell of it. She's like, oh, do you like this? I'm like, yeah. That's the stripper smell. <laughs> so we bought like the all they had, all they had, you know, because you know, Bath dollying it out of the store. Bath and Body Works, they change their stuff. It's not the same. I'm not real familiar I with their product because I've been trying to find the stripper smell. Okay. So after a few years, the supplies were dwindling. Uh oh. So it's rolling around Christmas and it's normal. I don't know what the shit to get anyway, you know, because I'm not a good gift shopper. Well, I'm not either. At all. So I go into this uh, mall in Memphis, and the ladies are very kind. Oh, how can we help you? Well, y'all used to have this spray, and I don't remember <laughs> what the name of it was. Well, what did it smell like? Strippers? I almost got my ass beat by three... <laughs> Bath and body work attendants because I said their stuff used to smell like strippers. They were pissed. I mean, they were telling them it was a good smell? Yeah, I told them it was great. Do you remember what the actual name of it was? No. It's I like, mean, I'm assuming it wasn't stripper it was, smell. No, it wasn't stripper smell. It was like snow mist or something. I can remember a product. God, this was in the mid to late 90s, and I think it was a body spray. It was called, it was that stripper smell, and it was called opium. Or something like that. That sounds familiar. And, and maybe we did look at that somewhere. So if we have any lady listeners. Yeah. And I know it. we have at least one because Melissa listens to this. Right. Hi, Mel. Mel was 
for a short term a stripper. Really? Yeah, if you listen to Bivs Be Like, which I encourage you to do, it is you a good, never good. know what's going to pop up. Or out. Or out. Mel talks about her ill-fated attempt to be a stripper. God, that was a hilarious story. That was great. Yeah, I think it's episode five. I, I haven't listened to that one yet. It's good. Everybody, and you probably already do, because I think we like the Venn diagram of... It's very incestuous. It's very much without... The negative societal uh, and genetic drawbacks. Maybe With a couple incest. of them. But, and you know, really that is the funny thing. We, we've got more listeners than I thought we would have. But I realized probably everybody that listens to us also listens to Dragon Brag. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Also listens to IJB, uh, you know, Bibs Be Like, Blow the Belt, uh, things like that. So, I like those blow the belt guys. They're great. And if you're not listening to them, you're missing out on a really funny podcast that's really just honest. You yeah. Know? And smart. Yeah. Very so good. So Brad and Ryan do a great I like, job. I like all those. Blowout is, they got some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I will even listen to Mavs Outsider Report. I don't do that. Well, hold on. For the first couple of minutes to hear Monty and uh, Machine just kind of banner. Because okay. if, you're, if you're not listening just enough of it, because we all know the Mavs suck this year really bad. Right. But they told the story of Saroy and Donovan fighting over a piece of cake. <laughs> and it's like 15 minutes of the one of the episodes. I bet that would be a pretty good scrap. And it was like, they're just bitching at each other all the way out to the parking lot arguing over a piece of cake. <laughs> So if you don't at least, you know, kind of dial in for the start, you may miss out on some gold. Right. But, yes, the Blowout Pod Network, they're what kind of gave us the impetus to get this thing going. So we are appreciative to them. And I don't even remember where the, where the hell I was. Strippers. Yes. So, yeah. Stripper the, spray. The stripper spray. The ladies fights, almost kicked you out. Fights the stripper smell that may come up. So, yeah, I was not able to find anything. So you still haven't? No, no. Wow. But you know what? I found a different... You need to ask a stripper. Well, I haven't been to a strip club in a really long time. Okay. I, I feel like Melissa could get us a case of that somehow. I bet Melissa knows. Now, as a joke one time, Mrs. Montblanc and I were looking at the perfume at Walmart. Now, that's not where you go to buy perfume unless you want some Brute or Stetson. Right. Which were stalwart. Some English leather. English leather. All these, you know, stuff that when we were kids, that's what people wore. I'm yeah. an old spice fan. I know canoe. You stink. Canoe, canoe. Canoe, canoe, canoe. Uh, Adidas. Adidas. <laughs> that was high tone. There Halston was in Z18 or whatever that shit was called. I remember taking. Dracar. Dracar Noir. Do you remember Polo? Some cool water. Some Polo bath at seventh grade. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to take a shower. You no. just... Obsession. Does anybody wear obsession anymore? Uh, guys, I, that was big with guys for a while. I might have when we obsession. were like in junior high. I might have obsession in my medicine cabinet right now, which I only put on very rarely because I don't go around scented as a general rule. Maybe I should. I don't know. There was this Lady Gaga black perfume. Again with the racial stuff. Oh God, why do y'all every pod? We can't make why? it through one. Why are you singling those dudes out? Without Gustav Son making it racial. Bitch. Why do y'all do this to they me? They can wear cologne without getting shit from you. 
Are we going to have to Al Sharpton, Wonder Twin Powers, unite every podcast? Did you see the Robert Williams Al yes. Sharpton Man, gif? I <laughs> laughed so hard. That was awesome. I looked at that for about 20 minutes that was straight. genius. Uh, why do y'all paint me with such a brush? It's not the it's case. So why do you love pool but hate bowling? <laughs> you know, it's actually the opposite. I'd rather bowl than play pool. Mm-hmm. Because I suck at pool. So many angles. Yeah. Pool. Yeah. I, a lot I did, of a lot of geometry involved. I did not do well in geometry. In college, I failed analytical geometry, and I went to every fucking class. Didn't skip or anything. Just flat out failed it. You got no future in surveying, my friend. Yeah, I know. Now, I took it again. Well, it's all ball bearings these days. That's anyway. true. It's all ball bearings. I wasn't going to let the motherfuckers get me. Had a panic attack in the final because I was like, I'm gonna fail this motherfucker twice. <laughs> Didn't. I have no idea where we're at. What do, uh, other you, strippers? Your clothes last week, man, took me back in the, in the oh. outro with the world class championship wrestling sign off. <sighs> How big a player was world championship Wrestling, world class championship wrestling. There you go, get it right. In our youth, it's it's on the Mount Rushmore of shows for our youth, probably. It was the thing that you talked about. You watched it Sunday night, no, or Saturday night, Saturday night, and then it came on again Sunday morning. Yeah, but you were usually in church, so you usually right. missed that unless you were sick or something. But we talked about it in Sunday school. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's forget about the loaves and the fishes. It's uh, what the great Kabuki did. That's right. And do you remember when they came? Yeah. And that to town. You never got to go. I was like two feet from the great Kabuki. I did not get to go. And, you know, and I was thinking probably about a year ago on Facebook, I guess, there was this guy that was working on putting together a documentary about the Von Erichs. And, uh, And I followed him for a while. And I think ESPN did a thirty for thirty short right. on it, and uh, but it got me wondering, like, how did how did that work as far as because I know Fritz von Erich, that was his world class championship wrestling was his thing, so I spent hours one night on the internet looking at the intraweb, looking at world class, and that was world class championship wrestling. That was the Dallas Fort Worth circuit. They call them territories. Yeah, there was another one down in Houston. There was it was talking about and man, it had on their wiki page every person that ever wrestled in world class championship wrestling circuit hmm. had their name and kind of where they came from. And what they would do is these circuits they would trade wrestlers, right? You know, kind of trade them around because there were some. From our area up here that came from Arkansas, Tennessee, yeah, the mid area, yeah, and uh, they'd ship them over here like Black Jack, uh, <laughs> something or another. I can't remember his name. And uh, so he says that, and you don't jump on him. Well, he's not racist, right? It's there's that is the distinction exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just it was awesome, and, and and they did such a good job of marketing because they would hit every. Small town, usually, I don't know if it's fall or spring when they'd make their rounds through our town, but every, every year. 
they would come. They'd either set up in the high school gymnasium or set up on the football field. And uh, it was just great. Man. I mean, it was like the president was coming to Yeah, town. I mean, because, you know, we're little kids, and these are like, I mean, we didn't know they were all dope. These like superheroes. Well, they were superheroes. That's exactly yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and what Erics was interesting, were, yeah, the oh. Von Erics were king. What was interesting was one of my aunts was a school teacher in Lake Dallas, and her husband was the principal of the high school in Lake Dallas, and their three daughters, my cousins, were the same age as several of the Von Erich boys, and uh, so their boyfriends. <laughs> Like we're friends. I know one of one of them was a friend with Carrie Von Eric, and uh, so I would get these other stories, right? You know, about and they were all out of high school by this age, you know, because they were quite a bit older than me. But I thought it was the coolest thing in the world that they actually knew the Von Erics. Oh, and uh, it was hard to get bigger than that when I, we were that, kids. I, you know, I can't. I. I went on a kick too, you know, looking stuff up a few months back and, uh, watching some documentaries about it and how, how high they peaked, you know, selling out, uh, Cowboy Stadium. Oh yeah. You know, and then the next year is a little bit less. Yeah. And next year a little bit less. And next, you know, and then eventually they're at the armory. You know, right. Right. And I had an interesting conversation about that phenomena. With a guy that I used to work with who, uh, he's a PR guy. He had done PR for different companies for years. He had worked out in California. He was a, uh, PR guy for musicians and stuff like that. And, uh, he still, I mean, he wasn't in that line of work anymore, but he still had a couple of little contracts that he'd do their artwork for him and, uh, advertisements. And one of them was a, you know, the traveling circus, uh, uh-huh. It's based out of Hugo, Oklahoma. Was that right. uh, driven past it a million times? Carson, Carson and Barnes. Yeah, and uh, he did their artwork for their, you know, because those they're changing locations every other night, right. you know. So he'd do all their poster artwork for them. And I was asking him, I was like, "How how's the circus do these days?" He said, "It does awful." He said, "People don't seek out that form of entertainment anymore." And uh, he said, "You know." You can sit at home and watch movies. Where used to, you had to go to the movie theater to watch movies. Yeah, right. You know, families don't do. He said, actually, the the group, and I'm not, don't want to group people, you know, lump people into stereotypes here. He said, but the the sector of the population that still goes out and does those family entertainment events like that are the Hispanics. He said they're real, real tied into that. Where it's you know. Gener- a generational thing where it's right. kids, parents, and grandparents. He said, he, he said, I don't know how long it's been since you've been to the rodeo over in Mesquite, but it's the same kind of thing. You know, it's, that's the, the main sector of the population that seeks out those kind of things to do as a family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of when we were a kid, everybody did it because there was no other source of entertainment. Well, yeah, there right. wasn't anything else happening. And so, you know, I guess the point of that was I was asking him, I was talking to him about the, you know, the wrestling circuit uh, thing that I'd looked into. I said, I wonder if that could work now. He's like, no way it couldn't work now. He said, you know, you'd be 
first off, you're competing against UFC, which takes it to a whole nother level. Right. He said, and secondly, people aren't going to come pay to watch that because they can YouTube watch YouTube videos of UFC stuff, of, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Now, the WWE, and I always struggle because it's still WWF in my mind. Right. Kids, you know, they're going to about to sell out. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. But they're grandfathered in. You know, they are the establishment where right. they've got that built-in piece and now, that, that machine behind it. Now, I got out of wrestling uninterested, well, when World Class broke up, you know, pretty much. I was never into WWF. Into yeah, remind us, when was your last match? Because <laughs> <laughs> I... I remember a few of them, but I I don't remember which one was the last. Could one. you imagine him back in his, his heyday? Now he, he's oh, not man. big enough by any way, shape, or form. But just imagine back when he had the oh. curls and the mullet, and if he had those high waisted yes. briefs on, just flying through the air with the curls behind him, and how tanned he was back then. Oh, so I would have been like, who was the the dingo? The Dingo Warrior? Yeah, I would have been like the Dingo Warrior. No, you wouldn't. Have. You'd have been like the spare that Gentleman Chris Adams was super kicking. Right. In the first opening match. I'd be in one of those leotards like Key Kong Bundy. <laughs> now you would. That's what yeah. you'd look like now. Yeah, the Von Erics and the Freebirds. Iceman, King, King Parsons. Iceman. Oh, Bruiser man. Brody. Bruiser oh, yeah. Brody. Yeah. Great I tell you one that I always liked, Missing and, Link, and he was <laughs> he was never an upper tier wrestler. He was one of those who got shipped around a lot, but he'd make his way through every few months. Here was uh Matt. Was it Horn? That name that's sounds a, familiar. That's a he was a generic, you know, a lower. Name. He was like one of the opening guys for like the Von Erichs yeah. or something like there because there was always the big match. And then the one before him. Right. If I saw him, I'm sure I'd recognize yeah, him. But Matt Horn, I think. It sounds very name. familiar. He was supposed, supposedly. Mercer. What I always liked was, you know, where they're from, you know, and all this made up shit. Supposedly he was like an Oregon lumberjack or some sort. He also always liked to find out what the playmates' uh, likes and dislikes were, too. <laughs> <laughs> Long walks on the beaches. Now, that guy you're talking about. I may have watched a match when I was making that outro where he was talking about how he uh, had changed his name back to his original name because his dad was dying or something. Yeah, I think that he did change names real at some familiar, point. So I'm going to have to look that up yeah. later. Uh, but when they, when world class uh, fell apart, I think Kerry Von Erich and he went up to in the Dingo Warrior Ultimate Warrior then they went to WWE yeah right yes so is is WWF still around WWF is WWE okay well there were the three old big conferences uh huh there was the WWF which was up in the that North. was Chicago no that was New York. New York Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Up he in was New WWF. That was where WWF was based. Uh, the AWA was straight up north, Chicago, Milwaukee, okay. that sort of thing. 
And then the NWA was the South. And so Fritz was affiliated with the NWA. So that's why that, you have – Wasn't that the one based out of Memphis or Atlanta? Or, no, that was Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. Okay. Rick so Flair. Rick Flair was the long time. Oh, yeah. He'd circle and through. he would come and wrestle the territories – that was the thing is that they would right. get their shot at the – and every once in a while they would get it and then they'd get it back, yeah. you know. And um, it was genius. Fritz made tons of money. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was watching an interview with uh, – what was the guy that used to have the – he was like a whiny little preppy guy and he had a tennis racket, bo- uh, Crockett. Oh, what was that guy's name? Anyway, he was talking about how his tag team that he was managing, they did okay when they came through the WCW, but unless you were the Von Erics, yeah, you weren't making the money. Right. Because Fritz was making just fistfuls of money. Yeah, and his boys. And his boys. He was promoting his boys. But if you were underneath there, you'd do okay, but not like what the Von Erics were doing. Right. And he he seemed to think in hindsight that if Fritz had propped, you know, shared a little bit of the wealth and propped the lower, yeah, that next tier up a little bit, that the the territory would have grown even more because he had a great thing. I mean, he had it from from Oklahoma down to all the way to, into South Texas. Yeah. Now y'all had cable because y'all lived in town, but I was out there, you know, outside and grandfather Monteblanc built the highest damn antenna <laughs> tower. Was, yeah. It was you know like I think I remember the one you're talking about. Yeah, it was huge. It only got torn down, taken down like a couple of years. Okay. Ago. Yeah. And if it was just right, especially in the summer, and if I stayed up to like 3 o'clock in the morning, I could tune, you know, this is the old style tuners. You oh, know, yeah. You get up there into those 50s and 40s and find wrestling from Memphis or from Houston or south, further south, Brownsville or something, and that was like magic because I could watch these wrestlers. That you'd never heard of. Or you, you just know. heard about, you know. You know. You just heard stories. Stories about at, Usually they sucked, like Chief Wahoo McDaniels or something, you know, some guy that was big in 1970 and is struggling now. But that was just magical on those summer nights to get to see these other wrestlers. Uh, I think I I died out about the same time you did and then went off to college. And then I remember coming back and my brother, who's six years younger, was just apeshit crazy for Stone Cold Steve Austin. See, I never got into any of those They'd guys. Be yeah, that was past us. Yeah, I didn't do that. I, you know, I'm like, this, this shit's fake, buddy. <laughs> no, this shit's real, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So you can imagine him getting, you know, really uh, upset. And my cousin, his age, they right. were just eating it up with a spoon, really believing it was real. And they were in high school at this point. Right. You know, but yeah, that shit y'all watched was fake, but this shit's real. <laughs> now, not to say that. It's not a terrible beating on their body. Oh, man, those are some athletic dudes. Oh, yeah. To do that night after night. But, you know, they really thought that the matches were. Yeah. But by that time, I I had gone. I'd worked with a girl at at one of the grocery stores I worked with whose cousin was dating gentleman Chris Adams. And this is in the bad times. Oh. And I'm not sure she may have been somebody that. Things ended badly for in hindsight, but she's like, oh yeah, they just hang out all the time, you know, with whatever Valnaires were still alive at yeah. that point, because it was getting dwindling down. I think 
Kevin's. Kevin's the only one now. There was just something so special though about it being regionalized versus the the national. You know, I mean, the way it is now to where everybody's watching these guys and everybody. You know, once it got to where it was, you know, Hogan or The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin or whatever. But when it was like in Fort Worth and you were watching these guys and it felt local and it, you know, I mean, it it just felt more like a you know, your own culture that right. you're immersed and in. Like you said, they came through town. You could see them. You could yeah. meet them. Yeah. 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 And even if you, you could get them to sign that eight yeah. by ten glossy. That's I still right. have some of the eight. stances in those eight by ten glossies were Right. I have a uh Carrie Von Eric one still that was awesome. that was autographed. I've got a Kevin Von Eric one that's autographed. A buddy Gordy. <laughs> And rest, rest in peace. And I've got another one. One of the it might be Chris Adams that I've got as well. Also rest in peace. Yeah. So I remember when David died. Yes. And this is how insane we were about this. I guess fourth grade. Because I remember I want to say it was talking with Blackfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know we still may have to go edit that out. I haven't done it so far, but you think that's too close or? That we had a friend that was an actual killer whale. <laughs> we like to call them orcas. I'm sorry. He just whale shamed me. <laughs> so we were convinced. It's a sensitive community. <laughs> it is. Coming from the racist over there. Oh, God. For the record, Gustav is not a racist. He just plays one on this podcast. I'm painted with the most negative brush. Again with the painted. It's always about color with this guy. We were convinced that David Von Erich had been murdered by the Freebirds yes. in yeah. Japan. Of yeah. course. Absolutely, positively, conspiracy, no doubt in our mind. A conspiracy on the level of the assassination of JFK. I mean, this broke our hearts. It, it really was devastating. LBJ might have been involved in both. Uh, John Conley, too. True. The Texas the singer with rose-colored glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure Tom T. All might not have had a say in it. Do not defile the still alive Tom T. Hall as of this recording. Can you imagine? He's still alive. I did not realize that. I yeah. hope he never dies. I loved John Connolly. Oh yeah. Eh. Mm. Mm. Tom yeah. T. Hall though. Well, he's another level. That's that's some song right. He's right on a there. Charlie Rich kind of level. No, he's so far beyond Charlie Rich. Do I okay. need to get the Do I need to get the chart out? No, as that's a, fine. He, I would give him props for being beyond him as a writer, but as a performer, I would put him on the same level. Well, Charlie Rich probably is a higher level performer. Charlie Rich, you may not know this, has some staying power. In the British Northern Soul movement, back when he sang more rock and roll, mm-hmm. he still had, and the Northern Soul kind of had a, a revival here in the last 10 years, still has tracks that's that's played in clubs. Really? That's impressive. Yeah. Huh. The I Northern did not Soul's know a that. fascinating thing. So they took old What are you calling Northern Soul? Okay, well, let me get to that. So in Northern England, uh, especially in the 70s, they there was like this movement that said, "Fuck you" to all the prog rock and all the 
T-Rex and David mm-hmm. Bowie and stuff like that and any kind of proto-punk. And they wanted the they wanted an American soul sound. Okay. So these DJs would go to America and buy up shitty local records that nobody wanted of soul people you've never heard from, you know, Atlanta or just places where mm-hmm. it wasn't anything. And then take them back. And they would have all night, basically raves, for lack of a better term, hopped up on speed. And they did this crazy acrobatic dancing. And there were people that... Charlie Rich did acrobatic dancing? No, Charlie Rich's <laughs> singles. Okay. From Charlie Rich was a wrestler? Just needed you to clarify. Charlie Rich's singles from when he did more like a soulful kind of rock and roll kind of thing in the 50s and early 60s got popular over there while he's meantime country music performer of the year totally two different worlds right but there were lots of artists that never no one's ever heard of here that are famous over there Mm. because of this whole kind of thing so uh, it's interesting the the musicians that you know we listen to because we listen to stuff that's kind of off the radar that you know and they're from here but they might be way more popular in Europe than they are here. Yeah. Like one I can think of that I got into a few years ago was, uh, Ockerville River. Yeah. Out of, out of Austin. Loved those guys. And, uh, I mean, they were, they got big, I think, over in, uh, in the mother country. And, uh, let me think some, like, uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard. He right. tours a lot yeah. over there. Well, we have a guy that we went to school with. The Cruisers. <laughs> Well, that narrows it the fuck down. We to edit that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Edit so, that. yeah, they tour all over the world. And here, you know, they, not that they're not successful, but it's a different level, you know. They go tour Europe and. Right. Just took the wind out of that, didn't you? I did. Sorry about so that. So go ahead with your Northern Soul movement. I, I don't know. It's just, I don't even know where we're going with it now at this point, because the. Well, at. I think we stopped off at Charlie Rich jumping off the top turnbuckle. So, so Ch- Charlie Rich back to wrestling. That's how we got this. We need Clay Byington to uh, diagram this shit for us like he does for Dragon Brag. <laughs> yes, we do need that from the great Clay. All right. While we're talking about music, I was thinking the other day because I – I'm really into music. All three of us are really into music. And what would you say right now as an adult and your perspective on things, what are the three bands or individual artists that have had the most impact on you that you, are you saying, feel like you can relate to? Are you saying the most bands or the bands that had the most impact their music right now? To me, at 41 years old, or are you saying they've had the cumulative impact up through these 41 years? Really like the life experience where you can listen listen to their stuff, and it's almost like y'all have had the same life experiences. Like where it's like, damn, they're, they're singing this song to me. They wrote that song about me. You know, that's tough. I don't know, and this makes me think of something that I've noticed over the years. So when we were in college, and 
to a certain extent in high school, but mostly college age. I won't say I had just a string of successful relationships. There was some, you know, unrequited feelings and things like that. So there was a lot of music that I look back and listen to that I listened to then that even though I still like the songs, they don't resonate the same way right right now. And as an adult, I really haven't had a whole lot of strife in my adult life. I've been pretty blessed and charmed or whatever you want to look at it. So the music that I like, which is usually some pretty troubled dudes, I don't have that experience. Gotcha. So at my point right now, the people that I would go to and listen to right now, those songs, I don't... You don't relate to them? Or, I mean, you can relate to them because they remind you of somebody. Right. Or they remind you... I mean, because there's certain song, songs that it might not relate to me, but I'm like, damn, they know the same people I know. Well, so let's hit one of the bands that probably that we both have really taken to over the last few years, and that'd be Drive-By Truckers. Oh, my tops. So we're going to get to go see them yes. in just a couple of weeks. Yes. I'm, which I have not got to see them yet, so I'm excited about I've that. I've seen them I'm once. Not either. They are great. Yeah, I can't wait. And, and old 97s, too. And the old I've 97s, never seen so them. So we'll be at the uh, fair thing, whatever the hell it's called, so look us up. We'll be the ones without pants. And all three assless chaps. And all chaps are assless. Yeah. But it's not as funny unless you say assless chaps. That's right. right. And I'm not going to go into chaps because if I start describing chaps, you motherfuckers will label, label me as racist for the name of a short, uh, northern, northwestern style of chaps. And you fuckers will give one more thing to okay. add to your thing. So I was, no, I was no. just waiting to pounce on it. Not going to do it. All right. Well, let me, you must start with my three. Please. Okay. First off, and these aren't in any order. This isn't like, okay, this one's number one. No, I want this in dog show order. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to say drive by truckers. They're from the south. They're from Muscle Shoals area. And man, their songs, it's like, it's like what we grew up in. I agree. And people we know. Yeah. And situations that we know and you could definitely interchange names of towns and right. people and yes. Yeah. You get I, that southern goth feel. Yeah, right. exactly. My second one, who I did not get in on him till about four years ago, and it was thanks to Gustav, was Jason Molina. Yeah. With uh Magnolia Electric Company. Right. Songs of good stuff. Uh yeah, that dude and, and he he wrote some troubling stuff. Very much so. And it was like, man, that is that's good. And it's that stuff that just it kinda takes you to another level, you know. My third one he's very prolific. And in being very prolific, you're bound to put out some shit. And you're speaking of Joe Ely. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, his last few have been shit. His early stuff is awesome. And that would be Ryan Adams. 
Ryan Adams. Not Brian Adams, Ryan Adams, who I first uh, fell in love with, with Whiskey Town. Right. Who, again, I heard them through Gustav when we were in college. Right. I have led you to more successes as far as things you like than things you didn't. Because I usually don't take something to you unless I think. Yeah. You're this, good. You're good on that. You're good on that. Because there's a lot of stuff that I like, and I even like that. Yeah, and there's some stuff that you know, and some folks that you really like that I'm like, ah, they yeah. don't do anything for me. But uh, yeah, Ryan Adams, God, that Whiskey Town stuff was good. Yeah, and his first solo, Heartbreaker. Oh, that is that's fantastic wonderful. album, man. And everything that, after Heartbreaker, well. That second solo was good too. Which one was that? New York. This one New had New York, York, New York, Firecracker. Yeah. Yeah. And it was seeing a smile. Yeah. And all that stuff. I mean, and usually all of his, even the ones that I would label bad albums, you can pick a good song out. Maybe one. Yeah. You know. Although there's been some, and hey, I don't care what anybody. I'm not letting anybody shame me. That Taylor Swift album sucked ass. Now, I have not listened to the whole thing. I sat and listened to it all because we have a mutual friend that is a Ryan Adams cheerleader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did not want to be accused of not giving it a chance. So I sat there and I listened and I listened. I have a six-year-old daughter. I hear plenty of Taylor Swift as it is. Yeah. So. You know my theory on that? He's recently divorced. All about the nookie. He wanted to throw a hit towards Taylor Swift. I'd find see something if he better. Could bed, see if he could bed that. She does not move my needle very much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not impressive. Now, that album before that, that acoustic album at Radio City or oh, whatever you told it was. me about that. I, yeah, I've listened yeah, to it's bits like a double album, it. and it's, it's good. That's good. And his last... Two albums before that. Well, maybe not two, but uh forget the name of it. Because that's how bad his albums have gotten. That I just kind of stopped caring about what's yeah, well, name. Yeah, he's put out so much stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I agree about Drive-By Truckers. Mm-hmm. It does resonate. I don't know if I relate to it that much. And the Molina and uh, Magnolia stuff, I love it. And I'm glad we found it. And I'm still bummed that he drank himself to death i love the words Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really right you can appreciate it i appreciate it 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 doesn't fit where i'm at right now right and that's that's as a middle class married got a mortgage right if i was living in a van and going to town to town and drinking myself to sleep every night i'd be like this shit's my jam yeah um did you guys ever get into Slade Cleaves at all? Oh yeah, his yeah. first his first one. I did. That that Horseshoe Lounge yeah. Breakfast in Hell album. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I met him uh, and got him to sign his second album. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, that first album was really good. And that's got some heavy. That's got some. Yeah, the one about the uh, on that on his first album, the old woman that drinks from the Lydia. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about her that's husband good... and her son dying in the cold right. mines. Yeah, that's a good song. So, Tearjerker. I'd like to 
because I am a different person now, I guess I'm the same, but, you know. Well, you've had more life experiences. More life experience. And I haven't had a lot of hardship because of that. In general, I think my musical taste, and I know I've found a few things over the years and brought them to us, and we've adopted a few new things, but I'm pretty much stuck in like 1998 or 2000, somewhere around there. That's where like my, I kind of stop. So I still love Whiskey Town and Ryan Adams and that alt country movement. Yeah. I'm not red dirt country. I don't care for it. Yeah. I don't ski on the weekends. You never did, so I you can't say you still do. But I sure love that alt country. Yeah. I love 1996 Wilco. Yeah. I hate 2016 Wilco. Different, different dude. You know, and, and th- when you say that out loud, holy shit, that's been 20 years. Yeah. Wilco's been around 20 years. Holy shit. Uncle Tupelo has been gone. For 20 something years. Wow. That's insane. That, that's it's like, holy shit, we're old. Yeah. I don't even know if I have anybody that fits where I'm at right now. Yeah. I listen, I still listen to the same stuff I listen to that. Probably more. Now, there's new stuff I listen to, but it doesn't mean anything like the same way. Right. Like Quaker City Nighthawks. Love them. They're great. Love them. They're one of my favorites for sure. They got such an awesome, clean, just gritty sound that those are I haven't listened much to them. I mean, oh, I've heard a few you, songs. You would, you would really like them. Yeah, what really I've heard a lot. I don't know. It's, I think it's You're more You're not like me. Heart and Soul on John Mayer or anything like that? No, I don't like <laughs> John Mayer. I do like the, he did have one song, uh, Queen of California, which sounds kind of like some kind of 70s Eagle Neil Young type thing. Oh. But no, I don't like John Mayer. I don't know. I, I keep going back to old music. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know. So, Bob Dylan, I listen to Bob oh. Dylan every day, just yeah, about. Yeah, I do too. And I don't listen to as much Neil Young as I used to. Stones, how heavy are the stones still in your rotation? It comes and goes. You know, like any time, and we've talked about this before we got into this, we actually, folks, ranked our top 10 stone songs in painful detail. Oh, yes. One night at a Hooters for about five hours. It yeah. was a painstaking process prior to the five oh, hour yeah, meeting. We worked. Yeah. And we have several lists yeah. that we did over a period of Since months. I don't think we can afford to pay the stones music royalties that will never see the light of day of the podcast. Cause what would be more, uh, can't even mention the song. No, you mentioned the songs, but who the fuck wants to listen to us listen right. list thirty stone song songs <laughs> without having any tracks cut? And we probably yeah. could get with fair use, but I don't know. For yeah, the record, I, we all agreed on number one as "Gimme Shelter," right? Yes, I think yeah. we did agree on yeah. that. I've been listening to a lot of going back to that Tim Easton that I sent you. Yeah, see, and he's one I know you're like loving. He puts like, out he puts out some stuff that's not as strong. Yeah, that he Haynes doesn't boy. do much for me. Yeah, it's like when he was that Haynes Boys uh, CD. They just do one CD. The only one that we ever saw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bitter's Past. Yeah. Awesome song. Awesome song. Uh, but yeah, he 
He's a good writer. Very good writer. He has some albums that I have of his that it's just kind of like, it's like the Ryan Adams. There's a song or two on it, and yeah. then the rest are kind of like, eh. I don't know. It's gotten to be, uh, I feel like I'm musically stunted sometimes. And then I, I'll push myself out to try and find something different. So I got into the shins for a while. Yeah, yeah. I like the shins. And uh, then I kind of messed around a little bit with Broken Bells, that side project of Mercer's, and, and that's hit or miss with Danger Mouse, you know? Yeah. Who else am I listening to here lately? Did you ever listen to, uh, I forget the guy's name, he was Red House Painters, and then he did uh, Sun Kill Moon. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, I could probably list more people I don't like yeah. that are darlings right now. Like, I don't like Iron and Wine. Man, I have tried him. I, it doesn't do anything. And is he still a darling? Is he still I don't know. It may in have, the loop? It I may think, have faded a little bit. I think he faded. I, we're getting close to the time that we want to shut off for the message. And uh, I don't know if we uh, want to pick this up at a later date. Probably so. Because I, I don't want to go too far, you know. Yeah. So. Let's do that. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully uh, you'll come back. Tell your friends. Find us on Twitter. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to us at. And email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. Adios. Bye. Back in 74, the great Charlie Rich was named Country Musician of the Year. Then in 75, he had to hand the award off to the new one. And you know who that was? Mr. Sunshine on my goddamn shoulders, John Denver. Really? <laughs> Can you believe it? Wow. Replaced by John fucking Denver. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll be damaged if Mr. Rich didn't pull out his cigarette lighter right there and light that award on fire in front of everyone. That is all you need to know for now. And World Class Championship Wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Saldy. Good night from Dallas, Texas.